0: Hello, everybody. It's time for another Sam and the Big Man NFL podcast with the great man Sam Zickman. Hello, Sam. How are you, mate? I'm going well, David. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm on the road today. I'm at the Tugger Original Sports Complex for some cricket, some Central Coast cricket finals. Uh, coming to you for the first time on recording on the road. So I'm looking forward to that very much.
1: Never a dull moment for you, David. How's the weather out
0: there at Tugger? Is it Incredibly warm. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm sitting in shade at the moment, but uh, yeah, it's very warm. I've just done a walk around doing a, putting a few market cones out in the boundary and I'm sweating, sweating up already. This will be a good day for my weight loss program. It's a very warm place. But as you know, Sam, this magnificent complex that's been built in the last 18 months here at Tugra and the uh, last couple of years, and it's a touring complex. It just gets a bit hot at times.
1: Well, you've been busy, Dave, because I'm pretty sure you were out doing some housework around the
0: front yard, doing some landscaping at your place as well over the weekend. So you've been a busy man. Have indeed. Yes, indeed. But looking forward to talking NFL with you, my friend, and looking forward to to some cricket today. First game for review is the, we'll do the games in chronological order. The conference finals played in Green Bay, Wisconsin and Kansas City, Missouri. Tampa Bay 31 defeated the Green Bay Packers 26. Uh, terrific game of football. Probably the dagger was the um, touchdown straight at the start of the third quarter from Tampa Bay that got them up 28-10 and Green Bay couldn't get back from there. Sam, your thoughts? Tampa Bay 31, Green Bay 26 in Green Bay.
1: I thought this was a a, a really interesting game because it just, it just came in waves. There was times where I thought Green Bay were the far better team in the, in the match. There were times where I just thought that, you know, Tom Brady was just defying, defying all elements of age. And there were other times where I thought he looked like he was you know, nearly done, you know, three interceptions in one half of football. It was, a, it was a game that just had these different ebbs and flows, a really interesting game of football. It was a nice one to get us started. It was a really close game. You know, I know we'll dive into some elements of it. I know you'll have some thoughts around some elements of, of the game, I thought there were some, some strange decisions from the Green Bay coaching staff. I thought the, the decision not to go for the touchdown um, and, and to keep the field goal late to take it to five points instead of you know trying to get the eight-point um, touchdown, I thought was a really strange decision. Uh, I thought that was, that was odd. and I'm, I'm not sure how they came up with that. I think Matt Lewis had a, a wonderful couple of seasons with Green Bay. I think him and Aaron Rodgers' the relationship has come. Leaps and downs in the last 12 months And I'm just not sure how he sells that decision To his quarterback mm-hmm. um, I know that you know, Aaron obviously fights the good fight And, and, and accepted the call And, and went with the, the decision But I just don't know how he sells that call I think when you've got a player like Aaron Rodgers um, You should be giving him any, Every opportunity to, to score touchdowns And to win games of football And ultimately they, their defence wasn't good enough to hold them And, and that cost them the game Well not cost them the
0: game But it cost them an opportunity David To Taken into overtime, for my mind. Look, everybody in America, I think, has had a look at that particular decision in retrospect. Um, I agree with you. I think that, given what was at stake and the fact that you had a pretty skillful side in guys like Fournette and Brady to shut the game down, which is what they actually did, and Godwin, Godwin's last rush um, secured the victory. Yes, I think that in retrospect, the decision to take the three was conservative. And in, given what was at stake, in in essence, I think it was the wrong decision. It would have been a tough decision, Sam, but we have our opinions on here, and I, I concur. I think I would have given it to Rodgers to try and get an eight-point touchdown and square the game up. Um, yeah, and, and part of it, look, part of our role with this podcast is to be Monday morning
1: quarterbacks, and, it's, you know, it, and it is unfair on a lot of occasions on a coach... Uh, or a playing group to, to, to review the decision made in, in the cold light of day, but yeah, look at the time, you know, and look it. It could have gone the other way. They get a stop, and then suddenly they don't need they don't need to you know they don't need to go for two, and they can score the touchdown and win. So yeah, it's very easy, isn't it, for us to, to sit back on on a, <laughs> in a review podcast and, and talk about the decision in the spur of the moment. But there was some wonderful elements to the game outside that that you know are worth calling out. I thought that. Um, Chris Godwin just dominated the middle of the Packers' defense all day. He was, and the Packers are very soft in the middle, and they exposed that with, with Godwin. He had, you know, a really he had a day out, really, you know, 110 yards uh, and some quite long plays and some really important plays. Yep, um, for Tampa Bay, I thought he he was exceptional. I thought Mike Evans had a really poor day, and, um, and and you know potentially just a little bit out of sorts, and he'll need to rebound. I thought that touchdown from Scotty Miller, David. I don't know what your thought was around, you know, when Tampa Bay brought their punting unit out, fourth and three, with 12 seconds to go, and then, you know, pulled them off the field, and two plays later they had the touchdown to Scotty Miller. That was an exceptional play. And your thoughts around that one? I mean, that was almost the difference in the the game.
0: Junius, my brother wrote to me from um, Wolf, he was watching in Perth. And he was—he told me that that last play was genius and a very clever one. However, we were scathing. You'll remember four, six to seven weeks ago when the Raiders and the Jets had an almost identical play. This time at the end of the game, and they came in and attacked and didn't have anyone behind them. And I know Stephen A. Smith was livid with Green Bay for not having someone in full cover behind that man. He could—he the one thing they couldn't do was let. Receiver get behind them, that's exactly what happened, Sam. There are so many little things that happen here. There was another terrific article on East Pen yesterday showing that Tampa Bay has scored so many points directly off turnovers in, in the last six to seven weeks. And in fact, this season they scored two touchdowns off turnovers here. Whereas Green Bay couldn't punish Brady for his three picks. One of those picks was one of the poorest throws I've ever seen Brady throw off the back foot and was just thrown up. It reminded me of the pick that Jared Goff gave away in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago that I think Stephon Gilmore picked off in that Super Bowl, just throwing off the back foot under duress. So, look... And, the... and they, they, they won't get away with, you know, turnovers like that next week. They just won't be able to afford
1: to give free possessions away. They'll need to be, need to be doing a lot better than that. Tom Brady, I think, you know, look, you know, there might have been... Caution to the wind thrown a couple of times um, by Tampa Bay, and I just, I just don't know whether they'll get away with that against Kansas City. But look, there were some real positive parts from Tampa Bay. I, I thought we have seen a coming-out party of Sean Murphy-Bunting on the defensive side of the ball for Tampa Bay. Yep. Um, the evergreen Jason Care-Paul was, was great
0: again, but yeah, I was really impressed. Like the pick from Murphy-Bunting, I know there was a little bit of a hole, but the way he pounced that, he looked more like a receiver than a, than a defensive player, though. He did. You made a very um, astute point that Green Bay are soft in the middle. Sam, so are Kansas City. We'll talk about Kansas City in a minute. They just score points left, right, and center. Tam- this could be a, a Super Bowl that's 37-32. That's, that's what it's going to be like, even 45-40. Mm. Because as Patrick will score a lot. Mahomes in his offense will score. But I think Tampa will feast upon that middle. Guys like Godwin Evans, if Brown plays, that's a very astute point you make about the Green Bay, and I think that the Kansas City second, secondary is the same. But overall, a terrific game. Brady just did enough. Rodgers was pretty handy, 33-48 of 48 for 346 with 3-1. Three and one. He got sacked five times, and the Tampa Bay um, defensive line did manage to get to him quite a few times. But overall, terrific game. And Tampa's now won three games in a, on the road in the playoffs, Sam, and they get, for the first time in history, a home Super Bowl. Unbelievable, isn't it?
1: You win three road games, and suddenly you're back at home that's a huge benefit for Tampa Bay. The, I, 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 read, I read a report that, that Kansas City won't be able to fly into Tampa Bay until Friday, um, which is, you know, obviously COVID restrictions. That's a big advantage for Tampa Bay. They get to go home, they get to get set. Um, Kansas City, it's going to be a diff, bit of a different preparation um, for them. But yeah, huge opportunity for Tampa Bay. I, I thought the the body language and the dialogue of the, after the game has showed how much respect there is um, for Tom Brady and that organisation already. I mean, he's taken them further than they've been in a long time in his first year there. And There's got to be some, some New England Patriots supporters, probably not Bill Belichick. I think he'd be he'd, he'd own his decision, but I think there'll be some supporters sitting back in, in
0: Boston, uh, New England supporters, who would have shaken their head as to why Tom Brady isn't their quarterback anymore. Terrific way to go to our next game. Um, I can't can't argue with that. Off to Kansas City, Missouri. The second game it played on uh, Monday morning, or Monday afternoon, actually, our time. Kansas City 38, Buffalo 24. Terrific performance from Kansas City. Um, 325 yards for Patrick Mahomes 29 of 38. A massive QBR rating of 95.8. Josh Allen, 28 of 48, 287, 2-1. Two and one. He was pretty solid, actually. Um, a lot of sacks there for, for for the Kansas City front line. But I thought Kansas City went. When they got to 21-9, I thought they were home and hosed and Buffalo just couldn't make it back. Pretty good performance from a bloke who was in doubt up until Friday with concussion. Yeah, he looked a bit proppy still on the toe. I thought he's, he looked... Yeah, it's really hard to tell obviously how he, how he was going with the, the concussion side
1: of it, but you know he seemed to be completely switched on. He's just a master of his craft. Mahomes, he, just, you know, he, he was doing a lot of... Um, you know, reading the, the defence up at the line and then calling the plays out, so he was, he was all over it mentally, I think he looked really good there, I, I did think a few times he rushed um, one in particular uh, they kind of rolled him out and he kind of ran for, for 10 yards or 11 yards but he looked a bit proppy on that toe, but He's just such a good player and he's such a smart player um, that it just, it just didn't matter whether he's a little bit a step behind because he's got the weapons. He doesn't need to run all that often and it, it's still a threat for the other team. But he put on a masterclass. Josh Allen, as you said, played quite well. Um, I, I thought it just showed the fact that the, you know someone like TJ Yeldon that picked up off the waiver wire a few weeks ago was someone they were throwing the ball and, and rushing to show that they were a bit depleted. Um, Stefan Diggs was held really well. Um, I thought Cole easily gave gave um, Josh Allen a target all day, but in the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes just has—he's far too good, and they've got far too many weapons. And I agree. I almost thought at fourteen nine it was game over. I just, didn't know Buffalo like could keep up with them. They started really well, obviously off the back of uh, you know, the the mush punt, but Kansas City is so good, David. They're so good. I, I'm just not sure that anyone can compete with them.
0: Yes, um, interesting. Josh Allen had a great day. With rushing as well, eighty-eight yards rushing. But it's, you see, when you look at the figures for KC receiving, Tyreek Kill, one hundred and seventy-two yards off nine catches. That's massive. Travis Kelce, thirteen catches for one hundred and eighteen yards. You begin to see how Kansas City went about this. They're very good. they no, actually, they're outstanding. I'd suggest to you that in America, in America right now, that of guys who are twenty-five and under, Patrick Mahomes is probably the best athlete in all of America. There'd be people that might suggest that Zion Williamson or one or two others playing basketball are, but I'd contend that the Holmes is the best right now. I'd love your thoughts on what you think about that, and I know that you love watching a sport, particular, NBA. Um, what do you think, mate? I think he is. I mean, I know
1: Zion's a freak, but, you know, his, his team isn't really that competitive they're okay but he's not he's not able to transcend the fact that he's a young a young player Patrick Mahomes is, he's just I feel like you can put him on any team in the league and he's, he'll just dominate he's a, he's a freak um, you know we've been flawed with Tom Brady and it feels like we've got another Tom Brady and if not potentially better and I know it's a huge call um, but the other thing is that Patrick Mahomes has got I would say arguably the, the best the best active coach um, currently I think Paul Bale's is obviously a great coach, but I just think Andy Reid's just, he's just a cut above his coaching tree, the the coaches that have come out of his program, I just think Andy Reid's a perfect coach for Patrick Mahomes, so he's landed in a really good situation of course, Um, but he just commands the game down, that's what I like about Patrick Mahomes and why I I agree with that statement, I think he is the best athlete under 25 uh, in pro sports because he's just, he's got the game, he understands the game. And he controls the game. He doesn't act like a young player. He's actually got a, He seems like he's got a really mature head on his shoulders. Um, but, yeah, I was very impressed, not only by Mahomes, I was impressed with uh, the fortitude of Mikhail after, uh, Hardman after he dropped that must punt and to come back and have an outstanding game. I thought I thought that was really good size. And even Patrick Mahomes, who went over straight after he did, it, said, don't worry about it, you know, it's, we'll, we'll get it back. And, and they did. And then, obviously, like you mentioned, Dave, when you got Tariq Hill, who can you know, run jet sweeps, or you can throw the ball to him, or you
0: can hand the ball off to him. And then you've got Kelsey, who's just an absolute beast, the best tight end in the game, yes, um, without doubt. It's uh, just, just a phenomenal team. They are. It's interesting. I'm looking at the uh, ESPN um, NFL website as I speak to you, and uh, Bees Cole Weasley played that game uh, against Kansas City, uh, Cole Weasley from Buffalo, with a partially broken fibula. Which is a ridiculous performance. So, goes to show how tough people are. And the he's chief, he's, he's a great, yes, uh, he is. kind of slot receiver. You know, he was great for the Cowboys as well for many many years. Romo was actually who's a wonderful broadcaster was is. doing the game, and he was giving Beasley a lot of credit. I think uh, there's a lot of respect for Cole Beasley around the league, and you know the fact that he played through that injury is amazing. Um, good segue to injuries, David. Uh, devastating news for Eric Fisher. Yes, uh, torn Achilles, Kansas City. Yeah, torn Achilles. So he's he's probably the only really high draft pick
1: on that offensive line, um, and he's out. So that's that's um, yeah, really
0: disappointing. Really disappointing for him. Sam, just before we go, some um, big movements in the quarterback stakes and recruiting going on. Obviously, NFL rules prevent anybody doing anything major until the Super Bowl is played. Now, Deshaun Watson and Matthew Stafford are two premium quarterbacks who are ready to rock and roll. Um, Matthew, uh, sorry, Philip Rivers has retired. I can see Stafford landing in Indianapolis, and the talk is that Deshaun Watson is seriously considering going to the Meadowlands to play for the Jets. I don't know why, but um, those two are clearly the crop of the experienced quarterbacks that are now free. Yeah, I'm hearing the Jets rumor a lot too. We talked a lot about Miami last week with Deshaun Watson, but the Jets—that's the constant. Yes, that's the constant talk, isn't it? I think the the, the Salah element, and there's a lot of a lot of push for him being obviously an exceptional coach. Um,
1: I think there's there's a big push there. I think Matt Stafford's an interesting one as well. Yeah, I think what the Washington football team is an option for him, and then obviously Indianapolis. I think they're the clear two. Who knows what happens with Jimmy G? Um, that's a potential option as well for the 49ers. You yeah, know, if Jimmy G ends up back at the Patriots, there might be an opportunity in there. But I think it'll be, I agree, I think Indianapolis with a rough outside chance of Washington.
0: And yeah, I think Jets, I just don't think the Sean Watson can stay in Houston any longer. Well, the interesting one is that it that leaves New England at the moment without a star quarterback. Cam Newton's probably passed his best. And you, it, as you say, will Jimmy G go there, or will Belichick try and move up the draft to get someone like Justin Fields, assuming that Urban Meyer takes Trevor Lawrence with the number one draft pick? It'd be fascinating to see. And Green Bay have got – sorry, New England's got a highest draft pick this year anyway. So and I then, find. And then you've, got the, then you've got the wrinkle of what happens with Sam Darnold. When he, I mean, he,
1: he, you know I'm assuming he would be in the trade. Uh, you would assume you would be in the trade. So he'd probably end up at Houston if, if that happened.
0: Uh, and then obviously Justin Fields wouldn't go to the Jets and he would potentially open up for a lot of other clubs to move up. Oh, absolutely. Sam, was there anything else you wanted to talk about Dane, in, in our uh, conference review? We'll have a, a catch-up next week and then the following week we'll do a full Super Bowl preview. Anything else you wanted to mention, my friend? I just thought it was interesting to spend a couple of moments talking about some of the stats that were being put up yesterday around Tom Brady's career and just some of the amazing statistics that I hadn't fully appreciated until I saw them on the screen, David. But the fact that he's played played 19 seasons,
1: 14 conference championships, 10 Super Bowls, he's won 30 playoff games. I mean, the next best in terms of winning playoff games is like 16 or 15. Like, he's doubled... And he's had something like, I don't know, what, maybe 10 first-round buys or something like that in his career. So they're they're kind of the gimme games you'd expect Tom Brady. So the fact he's got a 30-11 and record in the playoffs with so many first-round buys, it's just, I can't see it being surpassed. So Patrick Mahomes is in his fourth season. The first season was a bit of a kind of a half season, but he will be going to his second Super Bowl in four years. He would have to keep that pace up for another 16 years. to to catch up to Tom Brady it's unbelievable I just think that there's we're watching greatness in Tom Brady and the fact that he's come out and done it again this year I just think it's an amazing performance by him and just shows how much he is just the goat in the NFL and so far
0: above anyone else at this stage for quarterbacks beautifully said couldn't argue with one of those words all right, mate. Look, thank you so much for your time. As again, I've um, broadcast, I'm, I'm we're recording this. I'm at the Tuggera Regional Sports Complex. Looking forward to some great cricket this afternoon. Sam, enjoy the rest of your recording this Australia. Enjoy the rest of the day with your family and look forward to catching up with you to, to talk NFL and, of course, some AFL at some stage over, over the next few weeks. Absolutely, David. Looking forward to our preview podcast next week. You have a great day on the cricket. You too. Thank you, mate. Everybody, this has been Sam and the big man for... Uh, Australia Day, uh, reviewing Tampa and Green Bay and Kansas City and Buffalo. On behalf of Sam Zickman, I'm David Redden. It's a very good morning to you all.